the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you. Whether you're listening from far away or next to beautiful Seneca Lake, we hope that through the reading and proclaiming of Scripture, you hear God's wisdom, challenge, and blessing for you today. If you're able to worship with us on Sunday mornings at 9.30, we at Hector Presbyterian Church would love to share Christ's peace with you. Holy One, giver of light, lift up your hearts and minds to Christ, the morning star that never fades by the light of the Holy Spirit. Reveal to us your saving word and lead us to offer our lives to you in service and in love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. Listen for God's word to you. Arise, shine, your light has come. The Lord's glory has shone upon you. Through darkness covers the earth. The gloom, the nations, the Lord will shine upon you. God's glory will appear over you. Nations will come to your light and kings to your dawning radiance. Lift up your eyes and look all around. They are all gathered. They have come to you. Your sons will come from far away. Your daughters on, on caregivers' hips. And then you will see and be radiant. Your heart will tremble and open wide because the sea's abundance will turn over to you. The nation's wealth will come to you. Countless camels will cover your land. Young camels from Midian and Ephar, they will all come from Sheba, carrying gold and incense, proclaiming the Lord's praises. This is the word of the Lord. Thank you, God. Our second reading comes to us from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Heaven and earth may pass away, but the word of our God endures forever. This is why I, Paul, am a prisoner of Christ for you Gentiles. You've heard, of course, about the responsibility to distribute God's grace, which God gave to me for you, right? God showed me his secret plan in a revelation. As I mentioned briefly before, when you read this, you'll understand my insight into the secret plan about Christ. Earlier generations didn't know this hidden plan that God has now revealed to his holy apostles and prophets through the Spirit. This plan is that the nations would be co-heirs and parts of the same body, and that they would share in the promises of God in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I became a servant of the gospel because of the grace that God showed me through the exercise of his power. God gave his grace to me, the least of all God's people, to preach the good news about the immeasurable riches of Christ to the nations. God sent me to reveal the secret plan that had been hidden away since the beginning of time by God who created everything. God's purpose is now to show the rulers and powers in the heavens the many different varieties of his wisdom through the church. 
This was consistent with the plan God had from the beginning of time that he accomplished through Christ Jesus our Lord. In Christ, we have bold and confident access to God through faith in him. So then I ask you not to become discouraged by what I am suffering for you, which is your glory. This is why I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named. I ask that God will strengthen you in your inner selves from the riches of his glory through the Spirit. I ask that Christ will live in your hearts through faith. As a result of having strong roots in love, I ask that you'll have the power to grasp love's width and length height and depth together with all believers. I ask that you will know the love of Christ that is beyond knowledge, so that you will be filled entirely with the fullness of God. Glory to God, who is able to do far beyond all that we could ask or imagine by his power at work within us. Glory to God in the church and in Christ Jesus, for all generations, forever and always. Amen. The word of the Lord. Find the meeting spot. An ordinary park bench. Sit down. Open your newspaper. Wait for the contact. You'll know her when she sits down and says the agreed-upon phrase, the goose flies at midnight. Remember the response, the crow flies at midday. She'll hand you an envelope. Inside are secret plans. Memorize them quickly and then throw them in a trash can. This message will self-destruct in 30 seconds. Paul would have made a lousy spy. Because instead of keeping the plans a secret, he goes and opens his big mouth. He writes, this plan is that the nations would be co-heirs and parts of the same body, that they would share in the promises of God in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Way to go, Paul. Secret blown. But that is exactly what Christians around the world today and tomorrow are celebrating on Epiphany. The mystery or secret plan of God appearing for all to see. Emphasis on the word all. Because even magicians and astronomers from Persia noticed the change in the night sky when Jesus was born. Even they traveled to Judea to see the newborn Messiah, their saddlebags weighed down with gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Imagine you were Mary. Knock, knock, who's at the door? Three strangers. Three foreigners. Oh, the neighbors are definitely staring. 
Well, don't just stand there. Welcome them in. Send Joseph to tie up the camels. Put the kettle on for tea. Imagine setting the table for these strangers. You realize that you don't speak the same language, so mime to them. Use universal hand signals. Sit down. Eat. Drink. Throw your hands up in a display of gratitude at the gifts. Ooh, ah. Turn over the sheets in the guest room for them. Because after all, they traveled such a long way and they'll need to rest up before heading back. Three strangers arriving at your door. It's not the plan you had in mind, is it? But then, none of it is. The unexplainable pregnancy, the trip to Bethlehem, the shepherds rambling on about angels, none of it was how you thought your life would turn out. And then, after the magi played with the baby and sang him Persian lullabies and used the gold they brought to buy something useful, like diapers, after they packed up and said goodbye, life was supposed to go back to normal. But Joseph had that dream, an angel warning you about King Herod's murderous wrath. And so you packed up too and fled south to Egypt. Again, this is not the plan you had in mind. Now, I'm not sure Paul would chalk up every single detail of Jesus' life to God's unfolding purposes. I certainly don't think that Herod's ego-driven genocide of every baby boy in Bethlehem was part of that divine blueprint. But Paul does focus on the big picture, that in Jesus Christ... All the nations share together in the promise God made to Abraham. This plan, from the beginning of time, draws the whole world into the mystery. Mary and Joseph, foreign magicians, itinerant apostles, you, me. Oh yes, us, you bet. In this corner of the kingdom, in this village, in this county, God is at work in us to do much more than we could ask or imagine. Amen. And what now? What does that mean exactly that God is at work in us in this unfolding plan to gather the nations. Well, as Mary and the Magi discovered, it means that our lives won't go as we had planned them. God makes everyone from every nation a member of the same body, so while we might be inclined to keep ourselves separate, we might insist that good fences make good neighbors. The Creator mixes things up. When God is on the move, 
Strangers like the Magi knock on your door. They cross your path. They interrupt your day. Like Mary, welcome them in, for God has given them gifts to share. And likewise, when God mucks around with our plans, we end up like Mary and Joseph, knocking on strangers' doors. Uncomfortable? Oh, yes. But if the Savior of the world relied on the kindness of strangers, then we can admit, too, we need each other. We need each other. If not for protection from murderous dictators, then to learn from each other. Paul writes that the church, a body of many different kinds of people, is gifted by God with many different kinds of wisdom. And if God can work through pagan astronomers, God is certainly able to surprise us through the people least like us. Boomers and millennials, Gen X and Gen Z, Democrats and Republicans, people striving after the middle class dream, and people struggling to meet, make ends meet. Every difference is like a diamond's facet through which God gives us a unique glimpse of his wisdom. At this uncertain moment, as the world teeters once again on the brink of violence, showing the world what it means to listen intently to each other may be our greatest witness to Jesus Christ. In this time in our nation, when most people live in like-minded echo chambers, knocking on our neighbors' doors to learn what wisdom God has given them to share is truly an act of faith. God's plan, it is uncomfortable, but do not worry. Paul is praying for us. Paul kneels before our Father in heaven, his Father, Mary's Father, Qasem Soleimani's Father, and Donald Trump's Father, and asks God to strengthen us asks for the Spirit to bless us, asks for Christ to live in us. Paul prays for us to have strong roots in love, a love that is beyond all knowledge, a love whose width and height and length and depth embrace the whole planet. Friends, this epiphany, this day, this new year, let us put our roots down in God's love. Let us rise up and shine with such love, trusting that God is at work in us, 
Let's reach out to our neighbors, trusting that God is at work in them too. For God's plans from the first stirrings of creation have taken flesh in Jesus Christ, the gift of grace for all the nations. For such grace, let us give all glory and gratitude to God, creator of the stars of night, day spring from on high, flame of love in our hearts. Amen.